You're listening to UX Podcast, a monthly podcast from Stockholm, Sweden, with James Royal Lawson and Per Axman. Moving the conversation beyond UX. Okay, welcome to episode five of the UX Podcast. You're listening to me, Per Axman. And me, James Royal Lawson. We're in the kill room. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want you to say uh, that. From we're, the we're, 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 we're in my, the same place as all. Yes, we're in my studio <laughs> in Stockholm. It's the 19th of September. 2011, and it's raining here in Stockholm. Really, really raining. And if we're all quiet for a second, you might be able to hear the rain in the background. Mm. It's in the Even studio. though it's a soundproof studio, yeah, the windows in the, yeah. the roof aren't soundproof. So, yeah. And today we have our first guest in the UX podcast, uh, none other than Jesper Bilund. Welcome, Jesper. Mm, thanks for having me. It's great to be here. So, who are you? Well, uh, who I am is kind of a, a weird story. Um, but, uh, well, how I ended up here talking about gamification is shortly like this. I, started, I studied economics when I was a teenager. Uh, it kind of deteriorated into behavioral economics and Austrian economics. And then I started uh, studying um, learning at u- the university. And I kind of fell into game design and started uh, studying game design. I started working with the game, uh, game development industry and launched a couple of games. And then I started working with the web industry. And all of a sudden, there's this hype word called gamification. So I, was, I thought I'd read up on it, and I realized that, oh my god, I'm an expert at this. <laughs> this is what I've been doing my entire life. Mm. Um, so nice. basically, I started talking about gamification because I think that a lot of the knowledge out there is just hype, and that's not good enough. Mm. And that's why I'm here. Yeah. And that's, yeah. Excellent. That's, that's excellent. I, I study economics, too. Um, well, 20 years ago now, I'm starting to feel like a really old man. <laughs> I'm not, but when you hit these deadlines, these milestones of 20 years in something, it's quite scary. But anyway, back, back 20 years ago, um, when I when I studied behavioural economics, we called it experimental economics, because mm. it was it was a really new field back then. Mm. <laughs> um, but I found it I found it fascinating. It was so, old school when I studied it. <laughs> <laughs> because it, it gave me the the, um, the applied side to economics. Economics is Far too many theoretical, far too many situations where it just never ever happened in real life. Whereas what we did in experimental economics was was try things that really did happen and, and observe and learn. You know, what can we do? How can we do it? Um, so gamification and, and well, behavioral economics is, is fascinating. Right? That's actually a great lead-in because um, gamification is applied game design, which is applied behavior user studies. Mm. So. I was realizing as well that we, we're bringing people to interview to talk and to try and disagree a little bit and create an yeah. argument. Yes, but yeah, come straight away. <laughs> God, yeah, I completely agree with everything you're going to say. Well, allow, allow me to be the skeptic then, because <laughs> this is just a buzzword that's arisen like for the past year yeah. or so. Yeah. And uh, me coming from the field of experience design isn't just this is just another way of trying to explain what experience design is. It could be actually gamification is a term that is stupid in many ways, um, but. Game design has is gone back like from the seventies or something like that. Uh, it's about studying how users behave in the game and why they behave in certain ways in a game, and then learning from that to create better games. So we have this broad, um, broad base of knowledge about user behavior and and how to affect user behavior and how to make people think something is fun, and we can apply that to most things. But uh, user uh, user behavior is um, sorry, user experience design is from the other way around. Because you start off with a product, or you start off with web, and then you try to find out how people work. 
we did the other way around. Mm -hmm. We studied people and then we went, okay, yeah, so how can we design this into a game? So yeah, it is a buzzword and it's from two different industries, uh, based on two different uh, schools of thought. Mm -hmm. So what we're talking there is, what we're saying there is that um, experience design is is top down. Yeah. You're taking a result and working backwards to, to see how it all pieces together. Whereas, well, gamification is bottom up. Like you, you, well, it started like that. Now, as the gamification starts coming into the web industry, it has to become top down. Because which you've is got an existing problem. website, existing web exactly. presence, you can't just start from scratch every time. Yeah, but that's how we started out. That's where uh, our science and our schools of thought come from. Mm -hmm. Right. I would argue, though, that experience design can come both ways as well, of course, uh, based on creating a customer journey map and actually seeing how a person moves in life through a uh, a given scenario and then building something out of that. Okay. That's still, you're, yeah. you're still, by because of a journey map, you're still looking at what's happening. That's true. So you're still not starting from, what, 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 talking about what I guess we were saying there was that you can start conception from scratch mm. yeah. and, and nothing existing anywhere, no existing customers, no nothing, and you're designing something from That's that right. So it's, it's, that it's sounds like beautiful. That sounds like a dream. <laughs> a dream. So <laughs> think about Tetris. Yeah. Uh, Tetris is a game about uh, that you can't, cannot ever reach the goal. That's what it's about. It's about the futility of doing stuff. But it's fun. It's awesome. You want to build this tower. You want to make as much points as you can. But it's really about the emotion of futility. That's what the game is about. Right. Yeah. And, and, and uh, something here is to, to take it beyond games, because you've, you've got games which are for entertainment. Yeah. And what we're really talking about here is, is business. So we're moving into That's why we call it game gamification. Yeah, but serious games. Here we have to talk about well, you've got your, you've well, serious games is actually uh, a subculture of game design, which is about uh, applying games to uh, teaching and learning. Mm -hmm. So it's specifically for learning. Um, it's called serious games because we started with uh, things like firefighters, simulators, uh, advanced warfare, simulators, yeah. stuff mm -hmm. like that. That's where it comes from. But um, serious games is not the same thing as game gamification because gamification is um, it, it's basically the uh, the marketing branch mm -hmm. of game design. Mm -hmm. uh, but um, I have to ask you about what you said though. With um, games aren't that straightforward as you think because we can all imagine what a game is. We can all uh, conjure up this image of this is a game, mm -hmm. you just add this and this and this and it's a game, ta-da, mm -hmm. But if you try to boil that down to what a game really is, mm -hmm. it's not that straightforward. Mm -hmm. uh, we don't really know where the, the line is drawn in the sand because there is none. If you add points to stuff, is it a game? No, it doesn't have to be. But if you do something and it's fun, is it a game? Yeah, probably. When you guys clean your floors, I mean, well, when you try to uh, um, What's it called? You mop your floors. Yeah, mopping your floors. Almost every person in the world divides up the floor into, oh yeah, I, I, I just completed a 10 eighths of a half the floor. Mm. And you kind of like compartmentalize what you're trying to do. And this is actually creating a game with yourself. Yeah. Because what you're yeah. setting up is um, a rewards, reward structure for you to. Uh, like you're, set, you're setting up targets and goals and exactly. then rewarding yourself yeah. somewhere. Which is a game. For yeah. you, this is a game. Yeah. But no one can join in. That would ruin the game. Mm. But it's actually doing work. Well, so that's, that's down to, uh, well, normally I, I would consider a game to be when you, you create a set of rules for something, and then you enter into the game space. And, and exactly. Play that but game, game, space, game space is a really weird concept. Yeah. 
Because game space applies to you in your head only. <laughs> and all the voices as well. Yeah, yeah. Hear all them. Right from the children. <laughs> awesome. Do you actually think you can? No, but actually, that's, that's true. Because um, um, in, in the start of the, of the game, uh, like <coughs> in history of game design, we, we started with board games because it was very simple to just compartmentalize this is the magic circle of the game. Yeah. And then we started making games that were sports. And we, uh, we made a playing field and said, this is the game. And then we made these digital and then we said, yeah, this start this product, make it a game. But then we started making augmented reality games and we started having political struggles that weren't real and things that don't really have these boundaries. So the only um, scientific explanation to say, uh, the only scientific boundary you can really say is, when you're constantly rewarding yourself, when you think this is fun, this is awesome, that's a game for you. But that can be anything. Oh. Yeah. It's a so, so, yeah. So, 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 so we're answering a question now before we've asked it. It's like, can, can anything be gamified? Yes, anything can be gamified. Yeah. Simply. Yeah. Uh, it's not because of, uh, you can add points and stuff to anything, but it's because that any task that has recurring events mm -hmm. can be uh, rewarding and progressing. So maybe then the question shouldn't be, can anything be gamified? Because I'm probably going to have to agree with you that, yeah, you can gamify anything. So the question yeah. should be that, should anything be gamified? Or yeah, everything that's be what gamified? That's a good question, yeah. Um, because then this uh, enters into what I was saying earlier, sorry about that. Um, <laughs> I was talking about Gabe Sicherman and his ideas about gamification and that they're basically user, user behavior modification, not actually gamification. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is that what they're looking at is trying to change what user is doing um, with a product that already exists. So a user starts up a service and then you, got, you, you add things to make them do stuff they didn't really want to do at the start. Mm -hmm. uh, and this is possible to do it. I wouldn't say it's a good idea, but you can do this with um, the basics of, uh, of gamification. Um, but not always to the result you want. So should everything be gamified? No. Because you can enter into the world of emergent behavior where you have users doing stuff that is terrible and horrible and weird crap and like hacking your service because that's a part of the game mm -hmm. that you designed because you didn't fully understand the rules you made. And also if, if, um, if you, you've got to have an exit strategy. I guess because if we, if we take the example mm. we've complained yeah. a few times now with the whole um, the whole like risk that people companies and organisations setting up Facebook pages and they're all doing things they're gamifying the process of becoming of liking a page yeah. to increase their numbers whether it's Rick's FM mm. um, you know getting to win an iPad um, they're, they're gamifying yeah. it giving you a reward for liking it um, but, but would you say that's gamification? Depends on how they did it. Yeah. From their, I think from their, from their perspective, perspective yeah. it is gamification. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, of course, because they're setting up a number and saying, yeah, this is the target, this is the goal. Yeah, and, and they're they rewarding really people for liking by giving yeah. them the chance of, of having the iPad. But what we complain about is that that's, that's um, it's hollow. It, it's, it is. It's not organic. It's not building up right. a, a good fan base yeah. for, your, for your page. Yeah. And that's no, are, you actually, are you not rewarding a kind of pirate behavior here because you want to start up spam accounts and make a bot that starts spam accounts on Facebook that clicks a like on this page? Mm -hmm. Yes, of course you are. Yeah. The, the best uh, example of this is a game called This Is Not A Game. It's an augmented, <laughs> yeah, you know, that's part of the game actually. Yeah. It's an augmented reality game when people get together online to solve problems that don't really exist in the real world, but uh, are made to look like they exist in the real world. And they have to solve these problems by doing things in the real world. Mm -hmm. The problem is that um, the, the problems that this game set up are catastrophes. 
So when real catastrophes happen, when 9-11 happened, a lot of people in This Is Not A Game started thinking that that was the game. Mm -hmm. And they started trying to solve 9-11 mm -hmm. because that was part of the game. But this wasn't a part of the game design. The game designers had no idea this was going on. But mm -hmm. all of a sudden they had thousands of people trying to game 9-11. Mm -hmm. This is a terrible, terrible pro problem with, uh, with trying to alter user behavior because you really want a clear goal. You really want people to know exactly where they're supposed to be going and why. Mm -hmm. And that's not something that you can set up. That happens in the user. So mm -hmm. emergent behavior is a terrible problem with, uh, with gamification. Um, because if you, add, uh, if you add any type of rules to anything, what you're really setting up is a rule-based structure that people will try to get around. Mm -hmm. Because winning is the object, always. So then, so then you set yourself the, your, your own goal of staying ahead of them. Exactly. And understanding what they're going to do, so you can adjust your future game plan to to count how they're going to react later. Yeah, but how do you do that if you have a million players? Yeah. Or worse, yeah, how do you do that? With that, with that number of players, and that's a yeah. You don't even think these people are, especially now if you do this online. I mean, if you try and set up a game for well, winning an iPad, um, how do you make a game that you can't cheat in? Well, online you can. It's not possible because of digital. You can always game the system in some way. Mm -hmm. So you have to do it partially analog in the real world. Yeah, or, it, or it can become well. games because you know you might do a little competition so that you expect maybe two thousand mm -hmm. people to yeah. participate, and then something happens, the trigger that this thing goes viral or whatever, and exactly. it then grows to a level which was yeah. way beyond um, the original expectations. And that increases the chance that it's going to be gamified. Wasn't there? Um, let's think about the, what's it called? The um, the free lunches uh, that um, yeah. the the um, Il Plato, was it that was doing here in Stockholm right. before the summer. Mm. That that was made, made me think of that now. And I started off by the, they're going to give away so many free lunches each time if you liked a certain page mm. of stuff. I saw friends on Facebook. They were they were liking and recommend. They were doing things again and again and again yeah, yeah. to cheat the system to get more free lunches. Exactly because they realised it was a way of getting free lunches. <laughs> of course, and then yeah. the thing is, the object of the game has just become getting a free lunch. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you actually get the free lunch. The, what matters is you beat the system. You won. Yeah. That's awesome. Mm. And this is the problem with games in general. Mm. And that's why uh, marketing people shouldn't just uh, accept the term gamification and go like, yeah. Yeah, we should sell this because it, what will happen is you'll probably break your customer. That's what I said about exit strategy earlier. That yeah. um, if we take the FM example again, yeah. when they've they've got twenty thousand people to like their Facebook page because they had a chance of winning an iPad. Yeah, yeah. That was a competition that finished in in what like before summer. Yeah. What happens now? Exactly. The exactly. game's ended. Yeah. But now you've left. You've got twenty thousand people who like your your page who aren't yeah. there because they like Rick's FM. They like, they it, was it, it was a game. game, and it's ended. Yeah. Well, if you have a magic circle uh, of <coughs> game space, you know, uh, and you don't remove the game space, the game is still running. Mm. So for the people playing this, the game is still running. The problem is you're messing it up. Mm. Because what's Rick, what Rick's FM is doing now is that they're spamming people who entered a game mm. yeah. that didn't really like Rick's FM in the first place. So what ha what's happening is they're actually building a negative emotional um, a bond to this brand now. Right. And another way of putting that is, and uh, it's it's poor community management. Yeah. Because the game has created a community. Yeah. They've they've they think they've ended the game, but they haven't because the community still exists and they're still playing the game. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they're going against yeah, like you said, yeah. going against probably all their targets. Yeah. <coughs> but but backing up a bit, uh, you're <laughs> <laughs> probably <laughs> way bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
gamification, a lot, a lot of people say that a common misconception is that it's about badges and check-ins and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But on the other hand, we all checked in here this morning. Yeah. We love becoming a mayor of a place. Mm. Why, this what, actually what's behind that? Well, social media behavior is uh, really interesting because uh, most social media experts don't actually look at why mm. people do this. They just mm. know that people do it. Yeah. Uh, so what's happening is um, rewards come in like a set number of, uh, of a possible rewards. Uh, and it's all about how you as a person think about the world. Uh, and one of these uh, very basic rewards, one of the largest rewards is social recognition. Mm. So why you're sharing stuff is based on your type of reward structure. What, what's going on in your head? What you really think is interesting about the world is probably mostly based on what you get, uh, what kind of social rewards you get for this. So sharing everything in social media, social media generally is based on the fact that you're constantly getting rewarded for doing stuff mm -hmm. because people see it. You get social recognition. Right. Congratulations. Mm -hmm. Whoa, yes, yeah. I feel better. I agree I'm with you. This is what you think is right. Yeah. What you've read is exactly. in line with what I think. Yeah. yeah, so this is basic gamification. Mm -hmm. I mean, the, the largest gamified product in the world is Facebook. Yeah. The second largest is probably Twitter. Yeah. Because and it's not because of farm milk, it's because of the way that Facebook is built. Exactly. Yeah. It's because oh, you YouTube get social well. recognition. Yeah. YouTube is a, a yeah. massive mm -hmm. one there. That you're, you're loading up videos there to get attention. Exactly. The now, now the thing is, game designers was not, were not a, a part of the design process for mm -hmm. these um, products. So the products themselves are really poorly made to reward people. Mm -hmm. For instance, in Twitter, you can't see retweets. You have to uh, either check into the website and go to a special page, uh, a special pane, and look at your retweets. You have to install a boxcar on your iPhone or something like this just to know whether people are retweeting your, your tweets. But then which is a basic of retweeting as well. So yeah. even then you've got problems measuring mm -hmm. of retweets. Of course. And this is the basic reward of the system. Mm -hmm. This is your game. But they don't know that. Mm -hmm. And followers. Although followers has already been gamed to But followers to is not the same the thing, thing though. Because mm -hmm. followers and fans are not the same thing as social rec recognition. Because followers and fans mm -hmm. made one choice mm -hmm. once. Yeah. And that's uh, think of it as uh, reward points. Mm. If you get a follower, you get a reward point. Mm. If you get a retweet or a reply, you each get a reward point. Yeah. So retweets will happen more often yeah. than followers. Mm. Very good point. Yeah. But one, but one is, but the followers is, is you could argue is, a, is an earlier stage of the game. Of course. That you know you, you want to if you think you're going to get more retweet points, you're going to yeah. increase your followers to increase the chance. Of course. Of and yeah. we can actually tie this back into marketing. Because yeah. if you if your aim is to increase your fans, your followers, you you'll increase that, but you won't have more engagement, and you mm -hmm. won't understand why. What's happening is they don't care about what you're saying; they care about the game or the mm -hmm. the marketing strategy that you got to to make them come there. Mm -hmm. But if you if you increase engagement instead, you will still grow, just not as fast. Mm -hmm. But these people will be engaged; they will like the game you're actually playing; mm -hmm. they will like your product or what you're talking about or something like that. This is this is this is one. This is a really good point um, to do with staying on topic as well. Yeah. That uh, when when you have a, a a Facebook page or a campaign or something, um, you you've got to stick to what it was in the beginning, yeah. or, or you've got a very very different difficult journey ahead of you to try and yeah you change really direction. Need to find your niche and decide what that's going to be so that people listen to you. Yeah. yeah. It's like my similar yeah. page on Facebook. Using yeah. Facebook example yeah. again. I mean, there's there's twenty thousand people like that. If I started talking about and um, beer. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I'm gonna get so many negative comments, and they're gonna wonder what the hell's happened now. It's like yeah. someone's someone switched out your your World of Warcraft for yeah. for a Hello Kitty game. 
So, so James is talking. James is talking about his Semilor page on Facebook. Probably should explain what that is. Semilor is a Swedish. I don't know. It's kind of like um, it's uh, it's to do with Shrove Tuesday, and um, yeah. whereas in like England we have pancakes, yeah. in Sweden we have uh, these similar buns. We'll add a link uh, to it in the show notes. Yeah, yeah. So let's reveal <laughs> why we actually brought Jesper here, and uh, of course that's we want to get more listeners to your podcast. So how do we actually gamify a podcast? So um, to answer that, I have to really, really quickly explain how gamification works. Yeah. And don't worry, this just takes a minute. The thing is, you'll spend the rest of your life thinking about this. <laughs> so, um, well, you, you each understand rewards. You know, if you do something and you think that's, uh, that's interesting, you get a reward. That's very simple. But what you want to do with gamification is you want to make these rewards really, really um, fact. You want to get these rewards often. And you want to make the pacing of getting rewards interesting. So you can't just get rewards in a linear space. You know, you can't get rewards each time you click a button, you get a reward. That will be really boring. It's like the diagram with the flow. Yeah, exactly. In the exactly. You, want to, you want Peter, people to enter into flow, which means that they'll always know how to get the next reward, and but they have to work a bit to get that reward. Mm-hmm. Uh, and getting that reward can't be completely uh, transparent. You have to have some kind of margin for error, some kind of analog that makes it skill interesting mm. interesting for you to try to get that reward because the reward in itself doesn't make it interesting it's the it's the achievement of trying for it that mm. makes it interesting so what you want to make is actually a podcast that is probably really short <laughs> congratulations <laughs> yes. try to do that um, <laughs> with with uh, really good points and probably started off with something like a, a hard problem or a hard question or something and then add in all the information they need to to unlock or understand that question. I was just going to say that um, yeah. wouldn't an idea then be for to get access to the next episode of the podcast? No, 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 no. Now you're trying to make it a game. Right. So that's not. This is good. This is good. Yes. So what you want to probably make is that uh, they can choose their reward, but the reward is understanding. The reward isn't the next episode. Right. Mm-hmm. So what you do is, if you start up with a question, what is gamification? And then we talk a lot about the foundations of gamification and they have to make up their own minds at the end of the show. That would be really rewarding. But for people who don't care about the problem, they'll turn off. But that's how a game works. They might check in for the next episode or whatever. But uh, to make this reward quick enough, you're going to have to do this really fast. So we're talking about a couple of minutes. Um, the, the best reward, the most interesting reward, the, uh, the only reward that, that makes um, anything uh, um, uh, special or whatever, is, uh, is the... Um, uh, Sex. <laughs> Sex, yeah. No, it's the, um, it's the moment of understanding. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so that's, that's, that, was, that is what fun the is. The eureka moment, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. The eureka moment mm-hmm. is what fun yeah. is. So, that's why you can't make it a digital. You can't just switch it on and off. Mm-hmm. Because if you do that, there's no Eureka moment. You always know how to do it. It's not fun. Yeah. But if it's analog, yeah. you can always almost get there. And then you mm-hmm. get there. And then it's like, yes, mm-hmm. Eureka, I got it. Oh, I so ideas really are actually the best game right. ever. The problem is they're not quick enough. So most people don't want to play. Mm-hmm. I can relate to that when I'm programming. Because I'm not really a developer, but I do some on the side anyway. And yeah. uh, Sitting up at night for hours and hours yeah. trying to solve a problem yeah. and finding out yeah. that it's that semicolon, and then when yeah. you do it, it's that's 
a fantastic moment. Yeah. And just, yeah. Time just flies away, and you're yeah. having fun actually, just yeah. finding that summer cold. Well, I spent ten years of my life <laughs> hunting for that yeah. kind of moment because yeah. you, yeah, all programming is, is basically yeah. That. yeah, we all do. The thing is, that's the uh, um, this is the, uh, the the physical aspect of fun. Well, all fun. It doesn't matter what it is. It's the same in sex. Mm. It's always, always about this moment of understanding. Mm. It's always, yeah, I got it. Oh, yeah, I understood that. Oh, I got that. Oh, I understood that. Mm. Every time. If I push that button, this happens. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But it only works when you didn't understand from the start. Mm. So you can't do it again and think it will be fine. It's, it's right. the element of surprise. Oh, rather than no, it's the not, el not surprise. Sorry. It's the not element surprise. of, of um, unknown. Yeah. Not surprise. So you understand that this, I don't understand this. Okay. And then when you understand it. And that's why people love infographics and stuff right. like that. All of a sudden they can get an overview and understand something that they couldn't understand in written exactly. text. Exactly. Yeah. understand yeah. it in an infographic. Uh, this applies to everything. Yeah. So all the words I was talking about, uh, I, I divided words into uh, five player types, Richard Bartlett's player types. And mm -hmm. social recognition is one of them. So mm -hmm. the reward here is understanding that, oh, other people find this, this interesting as well. Oh, yeah. So you understand that people find it interesting. Mm -hmm. That's the reward. Mm -hmm. This is, this, is why people, this is probably why people find traditions ultimately kind of really shallow, hollow. Like, you know, like Christmas, you know, a lot of people hate your laughter on because it follows the same yeah, it's plan exactly every single year because it's a tradition. Yeah. So you, you've got no... Yeah, and this is also why, why routine is the mm. exact opposite of fun. Yeah. This is why people hate routine because routine destroys fun of life. It yeah. does. It mm. destroys basic fun. It's the opposite. We need to add gamification into our marriages. Yeah, I was just going to say, yeah, yeah, this is why marriages yeah. fail, because yeah. they've got yeah. gamified enough. And it's yeah. Yeah. Actually, this is why kids at nursery yeah. school are, are much better than kids maybe at school. Because yeah. when they get to school, it suddenly becomes a routine, yeah. and they have to do. And they, they, you cut off all the, the free play. You come back, and you do the same thing, and you go like, oh, yeah, we did this last semester, yeah, I'm going to do this again. And there's yeah. something new at the end, but you don't really care, because you won't really turn off. Yeah. Yeah. And actually, uh, the, the gamification of a relationship, I was talking about this yesterday, um, if we always uh, grow as people, now we always grow as people, we always do, but if we grow too close, so we always know mm. where each other are, mm. uh, where we are, you know, I, I always see you growing, so you can't ever say something new to me. That would be really boring. Mm. But if you go off and do something interesting and come back and tell me about it, mm -hmm. that makes you more interesting to me because yeah. I learned something. So this is yeah. why I can't get a girlfriend because you gave it. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, yeah. <laughs> no, but actually, that's it's true. Uh, it's, um, when you get these understandings of, of, you know, this is just another way of looking at life. Mm -hmm. Like everything you learn, it's just another point of view. But mm -hmm. if you understand the basics of reward in anything, um, you get kind of bored with, um, you know, we always set up these social games with people around us all the time. We, we set up these, uh, these things like um, a sales pitch or, uh, or a first date or whatever. But if you understand the rules of the game, it's really fucking boring. Yeah, mm. because you go there and you know it. Yeah, yeah. This is how it works. And this is this is also probably why we're um, spending quite too much time. Well, well, well you know, but also why <laughs> me, like me and Pat are, um, are are self-employed consultants. Yeah, because yeah. we probably, if we realise it or not, realise that the game didn't move on quick, quick, enough. Way, quick enough or the way we yeah. wanted by being employed or being stuck in organisations. So yeah. we become self-employed to give us that aspect of unknown to what exactly. we do. Yeah. Even yeah. though at times maybe doesn't earn as, uh, as much money or, uh, I mean, this... Yeah. And of course, the, uh, you get the uh, the choice of rewarding yourself when you want to. Yeah. 
So, so tying into what I asked before, um, okay, everything, everything can be gamified, but yeah. should it? We're probably saying here that our podcast shouldn't be gamified. Probably not. Because no. us delivering interesting content is gaming it enough for our listeners. Mm. Yeah. Well, I was thinking a bit before about what you said about social recognition. recognition. And actually, if people could see the other people who are their friends who are also listening to the podcast, that could probably do something for us as oh, well. Definitely. Mm. Let's start coding. Yeah, let's <laughs> try onto it. So I hope your eye gave you like uh, more food for thought. Oh, definitely. <laughs> it was really great having you here, Jesper. And, uh, we absolutely. got through like two of the questions, so. <laughs> we did. We did. We we did. On the whiteboard in front of us. Thank you for coming. Um, yeah. Thank you for having me. I'm this James Ward Lawson. And I'm Alex Yeah. Thanks. And I'm Jesper Beaton. Yeah. Signing off. Yeah. Ciao. You've been listening to UX Podcast with freelance consultants James Royal Lawson and Per Axman. For more information or to subscribe to this podcast, visit uxpodcast.com. Thank you.